Welcome to Brews Rock. We're Chuck Mountain, a band nestled in the beautiful beer country of North Carolina. Each week, we pick brewers' minds about their brewing philosophy and pick up tricks to bring new life to your home brew. We played at countless breweries and decided it was about time to learn how to craft our own. Before we start this episode, I want to give a big shout out to Zipster, local web people who help entrepreneurs and artists make kick-ass websites and get found online. Visit Zipster.com to find out more information. And on to the episode. This is Alexander Rivera, and you're listening to Free Pizza. Free Pizza, your platform for creatives, and today we have a very special guest, someone that I've looked up to for a very long time in the <laughs> in the photo video world, um, Luke Thompson, cinematographer. Brother, how are you doing? Great, man. How are you? I'm doing so well. Um, Luke, man, <laughs> when did <clears throat> I start? I knew you from working at the Apple Store, and I've been in here before. Um, when I walked in, I was like, I've been in here before. I remember it was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but your work is just outrageous, you know? Um we carry Kevin on Amazon Prime. Um, just all the work you've done with different creatives here with Glass Bear and your solo stuff. And then just, you're just a beast. And I mean, you make, brothers, you make videos for your brother too when he was on tour and stuff like that. So you've done a lot of things. <laughs> but first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm feeling good. You feeling good? Feeling great? Beautiful day. Luke has the best calming spirit <laughs> ever right now. And it's making me so happy. Got some good coffees and some water. In the very great place in this house right now. Yeah, here we are. Yes, yeah, right by the park. Right by the park where I'm at. I'm at all the time. I spent COVID here actually. I used to go to Arboretum almost every single day. Dude, it's a great place. Yeah, it's great. amazing. It's amazing. But yeah, man, how's how's life, man? How's everything going before we get to the the the, the meat of it? How's how are you doing? Man, really good actually. Um, just got back from Colorado. Yes. And that was like a kind of a therapeutic event for me. Dude, yes. And you went with someone I haven't seen in a very long time, Hope. Yeah, Hope Baker. Shout Hope, out. if you're listening to this, I haven't seen you in a many of years, so I hope you're well, and that's yeah. awesome to get to spend time with Hope. That's amazing. Yeah, it was super cool. We went to a hot spring and did some other stuff. It was fun. Oh, man, that's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, man, so cinematographer, and we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> so let's start with where it just all started. Yeah, man. Well, it kind of started uh, when I first started playing drums, actually. Yes. Um, that's what got me started creatively. Um, got my first drum set when I was five and just wow. kind of went from there, played in some bands in middle school and, uh, continued on into that for a while and then switched over to video, started filming, taking pictures of the bands that I was playing in, Yes. Uh, decided that was fun and <laughs> stuck with it. Um, how still, old were you when I switched over? Yeah. That wasn't until like high school. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, shot a few music videos, and I was like, yo, this is it. <laughs> You're in high school shooting music videos, yeah. like, just, just for the fun of it, I guess. Yeah, pretty much just with this, like, little camera that, you know, you could kind of make do video, wasn't supposed to, but, yeah. Yes. <laughs> little, oh, yeah. man, that was, that was a good time. So, um, that's amazing. So, what kind of music were you playing back then? I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it started out, like, kind of coffee shop stuff, okay. you know, um, kind yeah. of straightforward. Um, and then I got into, so this is around... Uh, 
2009 into the uh, MySpace world. Let's of, go. Uh, electronic pop. Yes. <laughs> yes, dude. That was raging back then. Yeah. So there was a band called The Forever Endeavor that I played in okay. um, that was my brother's project, um, who's a great musician, by the way. And uh, I played with him um, and this other guy named Matthew Morrissey, who is in Nashville. He's awesome, by the way. Oh, wow, yes. Um, and uh, yeah, so the three of us just kind of did it as much as we could, <laughs> and uh, mostly in Burlington. Dude, what venue was in Burlington? Oh, because I saw, we mentioned Hill Serpent before you started talking there. I think it was a church. Um, ICC. ICC. ICC! Luke, yes! I went to a bunch of shows there. Bro, it was like in a strip mall. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. my God, jump! Y'all played it pretty often, I guess. Dude, like every week. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. I saw some insane bands there. Got Return to Hero, Hood of Serpent. Um, God, I can go on forever. Uh, Louis versus Clark. The Coliseum. The Coliseum. Oh my God, the Coliseum. Remember Aaron Johnson? Hundred percent. I just saw him. He was in town from uh, Greenville in Winston Salem. I lived with Aaron Johnson. Wait, where in Greensboro? Yeah, actually in Glenwood before I moved. Oh my God! So that was that house that you and with Tom shared. House before that. House before that. Yeah. Yo, what in the world? Aaron's <laughs> awesome. Small world, because he played bass in that band, Aaron yeah. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing them. They played the Tavern too in um, in Greenboro. And yeah. man, anyway, that, that's 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 amazing. You get sidetracked. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> um, yeah. So you made music videos stuff like that yeah. for what bands? Were you making music video for? My own. Okay. <laughs> Forever Endeavor. <laughs> yeah, the first Forever Endeavor music video was filmed on uh, my parents' roof. Uh, we somehow got the drum set and the lights and the keyboards up there on this flat section of the roof. Yeah. And I filmed it. Uh, Dude. All day, all night. What? That is insane. I'm not sure if it still exists, but it's out there somewhere. Luke, you gotta find that video. <laughs> it's somewhere on YouTube. I, was, it was, it was that pre-YouTube? I think it... It was, I mean, it was definitely MySpace, so oh, you can get back on there. <laughs> man! Uh, I can find it, though. Yeah, be fine. At least let me see it, because that sounds amazing. And at that point in time, did you even have any clue of how music videos even worked? I mean, was it just you just trial and error? No, yeah, I just borrowed a camera for that one. Yeah, wow. I didn't really know the settings or anything. <laughs> You're just like, all right, whatever, this looks good. We'll go ahead and shoot We're going for it. And my mom helped me film it. So she was, Dude, shout out to mom. Yeah, super supportive. So I'm guessing she was yeah. down for whatever you were doing, like music, video. She was like, all right, just have fun, go yeah. do it. Even when I was into sports and stuff that I don't do anymore, it was like she let me and my dad, too, help me just explore everything. Yo. Push through like to the point where I knew for myself you know, if it was going to work out. That's phenomenal. So at this point, you're in high school. You said 09 around that time. Yeah. So how, how, how old are you now? Uh, well, 09 was actually just out of high school. Um, so I graduated high school in 2007. Okay. You're a little older than I am. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 33. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 31. Okay. So still, it's pretty, still pretty young for you to d dive into that industry without any, like, you know, any kind of uh, knowledge of, you know, how to use that equipment. Yeah. So how were you able to just... Learn that stuff. Was it really just you watching YouTube videos? You were reading instruction manuals? Like, how were you able to kind of, you know, go further with <laughs> in that in that field? Dude, honestly, trial and error was a big part of it. Yeah. Um, so my first camera I got is actually right there. Um, it's a 120 film, uh, Yashica. No way. Dual lens. Um, my dad got that for me, and he would just found all this expired film. It was like, hey, you can have this because someone gave it to me, and uh, so I would just take picture after picture and change the settings and, and oh my god figured out like that so film was the first i guess for photography yeah 
Yeah. It was that was that camera right there? The one twenty film. Yeah. That's medium format. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> your first other than the camera you borrow for, you know, you know, yeah. your videos like that. That's yeah. insane. So at that point in time, did you did he know I guess he had a he knew that you were into the visuals because of the music videos uh yeah. what you were shooting, but he was like, All right, here you go. Let's try this out. Yeah, so my main project with that was to take a uh, album cover photo for the Forever Endeavor. You shot our own film? Yeah, I shot our own film. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's amazing. It's a great way to learn. Yeah. Yeah. You're kind of forced to get the settings. I think is honestly, everyone, because a lot of people want to interview for this or with the RCC, of yeah. course. And they're just like, dude, you got to start back with film. And I had, I did film a little bit here and there, but not really. So I'm, I'm right now actually, I'm trying to go back and learn how film works. <laughs> it's great. It really pays off in like down the road. You realize, wow, that was worth it. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So you're shooting with film, getting his album covers, which I want to see that if you can find that as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, we're like, man, this type of work is actually pretty amazing. Like, were you getting hit up by the people through their stuff too? Like other bands or other individuals? Yeah. Word of mouth. Definitely. Mm, um, even yeah. just through playing music so much, I had a lot of connections through that. Like Aaron, I ended up living with him because our bands played together. And, yeah. Um, so yeah, just connections, man. Dude, that's phenomenal. That's amazing. So were you doing other music videos for other bands or were you just doing it just for yours at that, at that point in time? At that point, And then, um, even when I played in the collection, which we can talk about that too. Okay. But, yes. Um, I helped, uh, kind of in the early stages of the collection. I was the drummer for them, um, when we started. Whoa what really yeah oh my god i had no clue okay <laughs> yeah you're blowing my mind right now i had no clue you were really part of that yeah okay yeah so yeah got us through that so as you were doing stuff with forever and never and just you know learning video and doing video so how'd you get with the collection all of them yeah um david wimbish yeah, decided yes. to start a new band so he was in a band called the melbourne treatment mm -hmm. and then he changed uh names and members and uh my parents had a guest room and we were like, we can practice here. Let's do it. No way. And so our first collection practices were in my parents' guest room. What? And that is crazy. Didn't have a name, just coming up with stuff. And Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, from there, I just started shooting music videos um, for David and for the collection. And that makes a lot of sense. So, oh, my gosh. It, side note with David, David had a, a very uh, big impact on my photo career. When I first bought my camera, um, I couldn't afford a lens yet because I just bought the body from my friend Justin. He was shooting the album covers for the Melbourne treatment in his dorm room at UNCG. And we became good friends when he was at UNCG. And he let me borrow my first lens from my first actual, I guess, professional camera. And I, he let me pretty much have it indefinitely. Amazing. <laughs> yes. He was yeah. the nicest person in the whole world. Still is. Yeah. And I would not literally be here without him. So shout out to David connections yeah dude, it's seriously connections man that's wild so you played drums for the collection i did at the very beginning um did music videos for them how was that experience at that point in time obviously you probably gotten better with video and technical stuff and all that so how was how was that that was the big transition for me really mm. um because i realized as the collection started to grow that they wanted to tour and they wanted to have a lot of commitment mm -hmm. um and i was not at the point of being able to do that so i was like hey guys i want to get different drummer in here who can do that but i'd love to be involved so that's when i started to do documentary work for them so wow. the first main collection album was recorded in different locations and i documented that oh wow so that was one of my first documentaries that's insane i had no clue there was a documentary out on that i need to find that yeah is it on youtube in there i need to ask it's not i'll talk to david about it though yes i would yeah. love to see that because i was kind of around during those times so i would that's that's yeah. that's amazing <laughs> Yeah, so got a lot of that process done. I mean, at the time there were I think fourteen members. 
I remember that. That I do remember because I thought that was outrageous. Bro. <laughs> We'd roll up to these like coffee shops and they'd be like, nah. Just like, you can't. There's no way you can perform. Yeah. Like we, we would have people in the crowd playing because there was no room on stage. Oh my God. Yes. That's wild because, oh my God. I remember seeing all the multiple shows, but like, because at that point, Tom yeah. was the, the guitar player. Yes. Um, and I remember, I remember a bunch of, Hayden, of course, was in the band. He's been in the band the, whole, the full time. And um, I remember seeing those guys pile into a room. Remember doing, doing house shows? Yeah. You know, I'm just like, how in the world are y'all doing this? This is insane. <laughs> they so pulled you, it off. So you were filming a lot of behind the scenes. There's a lot of album, the making of the albums around that time. Yeah, yeah. Their sound engineer, Ed, um, was awesome. And I just kind of followed him through his process, too. So kind of got everything oh. uh, during the creation of it. That's amazing. So you were able to learn sound and all that yeah. stuff kind of in tandem with you doing video. Yeah. Oh, that's that's phenomenal. So at that point in time, were you interested in going to school for it? Or what was, what was, the, what was the thought process there? Dude, so I actually did. Um, so I graduated from high school, um, and which I was homeschooled for high school. I'm going to make a note of that. Yeah, yes. Uh, and that allowed me to be creative during those high school years. I had a lot of for, for, flexibility. More free time. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I went to a small private college in Tennessee <laughs> near Chattanooga for one semester. And I said, nope. <laughs> That's my favorite part of this is like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, it was, the program was, it was very different uh, in person than it was uh, marketed as. So yeah, yeah. Uh, left there, um, went straight to UNCG after that. Spartan baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> so over the uh, Christmas break, I actually transferred to UNCG. <laughs> I was that's, out of there. That's amazing. Um, and yeah, so I kind of did some, some business classes at UNCG. Um, didn't quite know what was going to happen there. Um, yeah. And I ended up actually getting a film production degree from UNCG. Oh, so you did go to the media studies? I did go to media studies at UNCG. I love that. Yes. What year did yeah. you graduate? 2012. You're in 12. Were you ever involved in BNG the, um, with Jesse Ash and all those guys? I did some contracting with them. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. went to their studio and worked. Um, I shot shows with Jesse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yes. 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 Shout out to Jesse for listening to this. I've talked to Jesse in a very long time. He was a big part of me getting into the live show industry. Actually. Really? So we can talk about that a little later. I would love that. Actually, that'd be perfect. I need to reconnect with him. He's awesome. Yeah. He's in Asheville, I think. Now, I think. I can't remember. Somebody told me he was like back in Greensboro. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll leave that there. I don't know. I don't know for sure. So I'm not. <laughs> to be determined. Yeah, to, to be determined for sure. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. Um, going back to the school in Tennessee, because I just kind of want to know why that didn't work out. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't have to say anything, you know, bashing the school or anything, but it's for your experience. Why, why didn't it work out for you? Um, it was not a very broad program. Gotcha. Um, I really wanted to get. Um, experience in a lot of different areas of film because at the time YouTube wasn't really a learning opportunity. Yeah, definitely not. So I was <laughs> definitely like, not back then. <laughs> I was like, I need to, I need to soak it up, you know. And um, there was only one professor in the entire program. What? And this <laughs> professor was not very um, knowledgeable. So okay, just realized it wasn't going to be a good use of time. Oh wow! So he was like, I'm not paying for this. This is yeah, nah, can't do it. <laughs> I try to follow those instincts, you know. I yeah. try to say, "Hey, I know I've kind of committed to this, but if it's not the right thing, I really do try to like pivot as much as possible." Yeah, I just yeah. should. Yeah, 
Yeah, so came back to Greensboro, UNCG. That's awesome. Went through the media, media studies program. So yeah. you ever had Donaldson? I definitely okay. had Donaldson. Yes, brother. <laughs> Good times. Classic. Yes, I was a minor in media studies. That's uh-huh. how I met Jesse and all of them. That's how I knew all of them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely know about that program. Uh, I didn't major in it, but I know I, I'm minor, so I know a little bit of it. So yeah, tell us about your time there. Yeah, dude, it was good. Um, you know, like I said, uh, YouTube learning was not a thing, so being able to get my hands on equipment um, that I couldn't afford at the time and yep. um, work with other people, meet other people, that was really good. Um, oh, yes. I think now it's a little different when people ask, you know, should I go to school for film, photography? I think, you know, the options are a lot more um, broad at this point. Yes. So if you have a certain learning style that um, works for online learning, like, definitely YouTube it up. Yo, yes. <laughs> Save your money because <laughs> there's, there's so many resources out there right now yeah. for free. Yeah. Insane. It's wild. Yeah. So um, it's a great time to get started for sure. And, yeah. Um, but I'm happy that was a resource for me. <clears throat> I had no equipment. You know, I had really no access. So yeah. uh, the first camera I got was after I graduated. It was a, a, a Canon 60D. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's everyone. Everyone loves that camera. That camera's sick. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was a crop sensor, you know, DSLR shot video, and uh, that that was my camera um, until I switched over to to, to Sony. S- to Sony. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So, so that was and that switch was kind of recent. Was last like five years. Yes, I think it was actually. 2014 or 2015 it was the a7s2 that's the first one this first one you got yeah yeah <laughs> that's awesome we'll talk about that transition a little bit because sony's amazing um but yeah so you went through the program obviously you graduated um I did. which was amazing what were some of the highlights did you, were you able to do any internships or any kind of cool projects while you were there before you uh, graduated yeah, um, definitely was able to kind of integrate the music video stuff yes. uh, into that. So one of our final projects was we had to shoot something on 16 millimeter film, which I don't think is a requirement anymore there. Ooh, 16 millimeter, really? Like, like video film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. And so it was, you know, no audio, couldn't <sighs> couldn't watch it back, no dailies. It was like, you got to know the settings, capture it, you have this much film, and then you send it off. Oh my God. That had to be so nerve wracking, <laughs> dude. Got to do a lot of tests and yeah, that's insane. And this is the part that still blows my mind. We had to send it off to New York City to get it developed, and they send you like a hard drive back with just like all the cuts just like lined up in one file. Oh wow! And so for like eighteen minutes of film, I think it was three thousand dollars. Three thousand dollars to get developed. Oh my. god. Oh my God. At the time I just accepted it and now I'm like, wait a second. Wait, wait. Let's... <laughs> oh my God. Wait, was that covered by the department? No, I think they said like, hey, this class is going to cost a lot, but we don't make you buy books. So it's cool. Oh, I guess. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So you're like, okay, three grand. Bye, I guess. <laughs> I've never heard it yet. Yeah, hopefully it's not a requirement anymore because that's a lot of money. <laughs> I wonder if that industry is different, but that that was what it was at the time. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm sure it was very, how, was, how did the video turn out? Was it good? Yeah, it was fun. It was um, actually for David. It was okay. just him playing instruments, different positions at UNCG. Oh, so, I bet that was really nice. I want to find that. Yeah. Look, it's you, a common theme. Look, you have to find a lot of videos for me. That's your project. <laughs> That's your homework for the next week. <laughs> 
Yeah. I got to get an archive going. Oh, man. That's that's phenomenal. So you did that, graduated, and I know a lot of, a lot of friends who went through the media program, and looking back, I probably should have went that route, <laughs> but I did the IT route. I was in Bryan School, um, which I'm not working in, which is whatever. But anyways, um, <laughs> a lot of friends got amazing opportunities from that school. So mm-hmm. when, you stepped, when you graduated, what was your plan? Did you have a plan of doing commercial stuff, more, just more band stuff, or doing your own thing? What was what was the thought there? Dude, I always wanted to travel. Yeah. That was really it, honestly, like, at the very start. Um, my grandmother used to travel a lot, and she took pictures. Yeah. And I got so inspired by those pictures um, in the 80s, like, of her travels. And I was like, man, there's something I could do with this. Yeah, yeah. There was a spark. And I thought, well, I think video might be my, my path towards that. So, um just through you know meeting people, like I said, uh, it kind of turned into those opportunities. Kind of started to come up. Oh my gosh! So you were able to. What was the first place you went? So the first place I went out of the U.S. was Tokyo, Japan. And that was you were to film. Actually, no, that was just because I took Japanese uh, oh, as my language requirement, yeah, yeah. and I just got really interested in Japanese culture just from that. Oh, dude, let's talk about yeah. that a little bit for for my sake. Like how yeah. <laughs> how was that? How was that experience? Oh man, Japan is still the place that I want to go back to most. Yeah, um, really? I went to Kyoto as well. Oh, I've heard about that place. Oh my gosh, I heard it's beautiful. Dude, really? Yeah, it's a game changer. I want to go back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Were you able to go and learn a lot? Because can you speak it somewhat fluently? Um, I can understand a lot of like the basic terminology, um, but a lot of like conversational stuff, not so much. Yeah, it's a yeah. very hard language to to grasp. There's a lot of nuance to it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's amazing. So you're there for just a couple weeks? Yeah, just a couple weeks. Uh, I had a friend, um, so I was working at the Apple store at the yep. time, actually through college. Yeah. Um, and I had a friend from there who actually grew up in Japan, and his brother still lived there. Awesome. Um, so I went there and stayed with his brother, who I'd never met. Oh, so you got the plane. This is like, hey, I'm Luke. I'm so much friends. Never met this dude. Uh, I actually went there with my brother. Oh, your brother went with you? Yeah. Man. Okay, yes. Both of our, you know, initial trips out of the United States and That's then amazing. met this guy and uh, it was awesome. It was perfect. Oh, that is amazing, dude. Holy moly. And I know you actually went to a lot of more adventures with your brother um, yeah. after that too. So that, that's that's phenomenal. Um, so coming back from that, you're probably very inspired. Yeah, yeah. So I was doing a lot of video while I was there just like for personal use. Okay, you know? yes, yes. Um, but the interesting thing about that is I ended up um, actually selling that video stock video for a client later on so oh. that kind of unlocked a new method where i do just film wherever i go and i create an archive oh my gosh for stock videos yeah. i never even thought about that yeah that's insane um so yeah sidetrack how do you do you have like a stock site like how do you sell that off how does that work so up until now it's all been actually word of mouth too. So okay. people will say like, Hey, I have this need. I have this thing I'm trying to do. What's the best way to do it? And I can be like, Oh, I have some video that I think would, would match that. And I can yeah. send them some samples and yeah, go from there. Dude, that's awesome. It's insane how much stock imagery is used in a lot of advertising and stuff like that too. And then sure. films and stuff like that too. That's amazing. Yeah. It gives some purpose to the travel, you know, it's something I'm going to do anyway. So it's nice to have that. To come back to. Yeah. Yeah. So you take sure. whatever camera you have with you or whatever compact system you can bring and like, Oh, cool. Come look up with things and just keep it going. Yeah. Yo, look smart. That's really smart. Actually. Hopefully people listen to this. Were like, huh, I'm gonna keep that in mind. 
for sure. Um, so it came back super inspired. I'm sure it was amazing. I mean, do you, do you have any photos from that trip? I do, yeah. Um, I was kind of in a different headspace creatively at the time for photography, so a lot of that stuff hasn't really made it over into my current portfolio. That makes sense. Um, but I learned a lot. Yeah, yeah. I was absolutely. inspired by it a lot. Oh, that, that's all that matters. Yeah. That's phenomenal. So come out from that, you're like, okay, cool. Um, I need to, I want to pursue this video thing. You know what I'm saying? Where you, where you kind of more inspired to really dive into the documentary travel type work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So after that, I was like, okay, I want to, I want to make this a thing. So I'm going to have to invest up front a little bit. So I I found some people who wanted to travel to some other places. And I thought if I could get a few other places under my belt, that could probably communicate that I could do this professionally. Um, so I went with, uh, Philip and Whitney Keller. Yes. Shout out to both of them. Amazing people. Yes. Went to Europe with them the following year, maybe like five months later. Really? And that was also a personal trip. Went to, uh, where'd we go? Germany, France, Belgium, Netherlands. Oh my God. <laughs> that sounds insane. And this is personal. Like you just go in there just to film, soak in the culture mm-hmm. and just be there. Yeah. Yeah. It was just kind of my post-college. Yeah. Yeah. Excursion. Yeah. Um, which I really recommend if it's something you can do, yeah, um, even absolutely. if it's in the United States, just to kind of like get a fresh perspective after all the college years, I think it's like a really good, like cleansing experience. Absolutely. And it gets you ready for what's next, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so highly recommended. Um, but yeah, I went there with them. Uh, they were already going there. So I just kind of tagged <laughs> along. Like, hey, I'm coming. <laughs> they were already there. And then I met up with them in Germany, uh, somehow sort of like connected there. Um, and then went all around. I really want to go back to Germany. I loved it. And Ooh, heard um, was nice. went to Southern France and that was really great too. And filmed the whole time. And it really turned into a lot of things, even just from actually having like a demo reel. That was the first time I had a demo reel. Oh yeah. That's very important to have yeah. as a cinematographer. So after I got back from that trip, I had a demo reel. Yeah. That was kind of my investment in myself. Yeah. Um, and that, that led to a lot of stuff. Yo, so you had the real, did you use like Vimeo or something like that? Yeah, Vimeo. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. Vimeo is a huge for, for filmmakers, so yeah. um, I love Vimeo. Um, so you had that real, you're like, okay, cool, we can kind of shop it out and find clients. Is that, yep. is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, so it's just some, some real world experience, you know, you yeah. can show. And uh, yeah, it led to, I, I work a lot with um, John Ryan Flaherty. Shout out to John Ryan, yeah, I've, I see that dude walking around all the time. <laughs> That guy's on foot. Dude, literally almost every time I'm driving around like the Elm, the uh, Elm in McKee's area. Yeah. I see him walking down the street almost every time. He's a staple of this area. <laughs> he, he's a beast. He is. No, he walks a lot. Yeah, yeah. We walk together sometimes. Oh, dude. Yeah. Hey, hey, hit my, hit my phone, Luke. Yeah, I'll let you out, man. Yeah, Let's I like walking this. too. Let's do it, man. <laughs> always down. Because uh, John was, he's, I mean, I need to interview him. Well, no, I think I mentioned one time, he was like, ah, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. You know what I'm saying? Which is understandable. You know what I'm saying? This is years ago. Because I know he's done a ton. And he still does. Fascinating dude. Yes. Very particular. Yes. He, is- may, he may not be interviewed ever. Yeah. But just really, really fascinating, genuine, cool guy. I appreciate the work he's done. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. Before I even got started, I knew... Yeah who he was and like mm-hmm. him and like Matt Bell like we're big on Flickr back in the day mm-hmm. and I used to look at Flickr and their accounts and they're both yeah. beasts so yeah that dude holds a lot of experience yes yes as, as you probably know probably more than anybody like I, I can only imagine <laughs> so we got with John yeah so he actually saw my demo reel 
and that's kind of how we got started working together. So, um, you know, we've shot a lot of, we shot music videos together. We've shot weddings together, mm -hmm. um, all kinds of stuff. He's done uh, casting for me. He's incredible at casting. Wow. Um, so he does casting for my music videos occasionally. And he has just like hit home runs every time. Dude, that's sick. And literally finding people to be just in the videos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has a really good network of people. Um, he sets up fashion shoots and all that kind of stuff. So, oh no way! We could go into that, dude. That's that's insane. But he's uh, it, it just comes back to knowing people, right? Like yeah. he knows people, and then through that connection with him, you know, it, things come together. That's so. amazing. So if a client hits you up to do something, y'all able to work together to make it come full circle. Yeah, yeah, okay, perfect for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, we have a few things uh, kind of going right now, actually. So. Ooh, I like that. Okay, okay, okay. Shout out to John. That's amazing. Um, so you got, how'd you meet him initially? Actually, UNCG. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. But he thought I was part of the faculty at UNCG, so we <laughs> never really connected. <laughs> Guess I give off that vibe somehow. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of hilarious, honestly. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so we kind of met through that, but then I, I guess that's how he knew uh, I was working. And then he saw my demo reel, and I think that's when he hit me up for a music video that he was working on. Gotcha. And your yeah. reel, what did you post your reel at? Uh, at that point, I posted it, yeah, Facebook, I think, was okay. kind of the medium at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, this was um, 2000, I guess, like 15. That's insane how you can kind of, there's phases with social media. <laughs> You mentioned MySpace, yeah. Facebook, Vimeo. Yeah. Then before that, you jump back, you got Zanga and all this other yeah. stuff. We have, we have so many different that were different parts of the different different years of our lives <laughs> that kind of mark they're like they're like timestamps. So Facebook was big at that time; it still is big. But yeah, yeah, yeah Facebook yeah. was a good way to get get your work out at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I use that. Um, and we can get into this later. But yeah, Instagram is is definitely something that I'm oh. using currently. Yeah, um, absolutely. In my own way. Um, but yeah, so went from, um, yeah, that travel experience just led to you know, being able to reach out to bands, um, who were on tour and yeah. be like, Hey, um, here's something I can do. Maybe I can film a local show first. Um, and if that works, if you like it, um, we can do some other stuff. So, Ooh, yeah. So, so what bands were you reaching out to? Did you have any in mind at that time? So a lot of the connections I made there were actually through Jesse. Um, okay. Jesse Ash. Yes, come at Jesse Ash. Yes, yes. Talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's really good at uh, kind of cold calling managers and <laughs> making those initial connections. Yes. Um, and he would be there, but I would be doing most of the filming. So it was a good team with that. And uh, so we ended up filming for um, Future Islands. Oh my God. And um, another band called Y Oak. I think you heard of them. Yeah, yeah, they played. Uh, oh, they played Hopscotch in Raleigh years ago. Were you there? Yeah. Uh, no, this was at um, Saxbaha. Okay, no, okay, yeah, I didn't see him there. Okay, yeah, but I saw him at uh, Hopscotch in Raleigh. Yeah, 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 yeah that was so sick. Cool. Awesome, dude. Cause you shot that, right? Yeah, yeah. I love. <laughs> Shout out to your work, by the way. I love it, dude. Look, big compliment, man. Thank you. Yeah. So cool, dude. Um, yeah, so I shot that, and then I got into a lot of electronic music shows. Okay. So like EDM, um, I shot for Big Gigantic. Um, That's huge. And oh my god another one uh was uh seven lions they're okay yeah they're another one of those kind of edm festival artists you know oh that's huge um, arenas so, yeah yeah stuff like that in clubs um and yeah so that was super fun i still i, I really miss that i want to get back into that yeah um but then my brother makes electronic music as well yes so, you know one of your yeah. first films i saw and it was in your in your apartment here you showed me a little bit of that because y'all went all across europe 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this might have been later on. This was when he he went on tour. So he used to play more shows, and he toured uh, like a Scandinavian countries. And yeah, so yes. Okay. I went to Norway and Denmark with him. Yes, yeah. yes. This, and this was years ago because this was a long time ago when I was in here in Washington. I was like, oh my god, this is insane. But um, I guess you filmed for him earlier on. Yeah. Before all that stuff. Yeah. With your brother. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So when when our MySpace band uh, was no longer a thing. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he started remixing stuff for other artists and then started making his own music and wow. went from there. Um, and uh, yeah, I created a lot of content for him. That's amazing of just him just creating music at like in the studio or just mm-hmm. playing shows or just all of it. Yeah, all of it. I mean, he's, he plays a lot of instruments as well. So a lot of wow. the stuff he, come, uh, he comes at from an organic perspective, but at the end of the day, it's very you know synthetic and electronic. So he has oh. both sides of it. Dude, shout out to him. <laughs> that sounds insane. Wow, that's awesome. So how was it filming for like, I mean, you mentioned Future Islands. They're massive, bit gigantic, also massive. How was it yeah. filming for these big acts? Was it was it cool? Bro, honestly, it was, it was wild because like Future Islands was interesting because it was the day after. I don't know if you remember when they were on, I think it was like the Tonight Show or they were with, uh, they were on one of these major talk shows and they had just performed and they were coming back to... Haw River Ballroom to play kind of like a hometown show because I guess they're from that area actually. Oh, I had no clue. Yeah, they were from that area. Oh my god, okay, yeah. yeah. And so the energy was just next level. Ooh, yeah. And um, yeah, so we we filmed that and really just like captured that energy and that was when, yeah, it really clicked for me. I was like, okay, yeah, this is where I want to be. Yes, this is the type of environment I want to be For sure. In, dude. And then I think my favorite of that environment is when I filmed for the Avert Brothers. Okay. Yeah. Um, that was at the Greensboro Coliseum for one of their... Um, New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know about those. I haven't been before, but I know they're massive. Dude, that was <laughs> a whole different thing, man. Yeah, so I worked with a big production company for that. and Yo, that's yeah. insane. So how do you like working... I obviously have a big team of people filming and doing everything. Like, Do you like working in those type of team environments? I do, yeah. I like when everybody is able to essentially use their own skills to the max, mm. right? So people are kind of planted in these areas that they are just like specialists. In. Yeah. So my specialty is like kind of running gun, holding the camera, getting angles, and moving on. So yes, some people are better at different things, and when I'm able to just do that and have other people cover the other stuff, that's the sweet spot. Perfect. Yeah. And then do you usually edit those too? Uh, no, I did okay. not edit that. Um, Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine how that is, dude. All those angles. Oh my god, that's yeah. insane, dude. That sounds amazing. So yeah, man. So that's that's my favorite thing to do. But I like to to change it up. So. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever shot any festivals around here? Any festivals? Uh, no, I'd like to. Oh man, dude. I wish you were around because um, my oak you mentioned. That's my shot. I think I shot hopscotch three years in a row, um, which is amazing. They had insane crews of people. Yeah. And um, thinking about it, I'm like, oh, hopefully I didn't run across Luke at one of those, but he haven't done that yet. So, yeah. um, Mokefest, that's a big electronic music thing. Yeah, I have a lot of friends who go there, and I've Ooh. never been. Oh, my God, Luke. Shooting those was, that's probably the highlight of my, my, my career as a photographer. Those were amazing shows. Every venue, every band, every band, every act was is amazing. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing Stranger Things, Stranger Things earlier. Um from the casting thing you do with Griffin. Um, the Survive, who did the theme for Stranger Things, played one year. Wow. Um, and it was outrageous. It was so awesome. Um, you so shot you, that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. 
It was so cool. <laughs> I was like, what in the world? This is insane. And Mugfest usually has a lot of people who are kind of up and coming. Yeah. Who, before they get, like, massive. So it was, it was so cool that it's in North Carolina. So, yeah, when that pops, Definitely. like, around, it might have to, yeah. Because I know Ian, he runs, you know, Ian Opus? I went to UNCG with him. Yes, yes. Ian, so you probably know um, Camilo, too. I, that doesn't ring a bell. Okay, 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 yeah. okay, gotcha. I haven't talked to Ian since I graduated, though. He's somewhere in Durham doing something. Cool. <laughs> He's doing something creative, and he hooked me up with all those gigs. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, because I think he does Hopscotch and Moke Fest. He was some part of both of them back in 2015 through 17 when I worked there, at least. So, yeah, good stuff. Okay, yeah, when Moke Fest comes back around, you got you to gotta get on that. <laughs> Definitely. I'm glad yeah. you reminded me. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so you're shooting these big shows, Avid Brothers, which I'm sure was insane. Because um, they're obviously, they're from here. What part of the state are they from? Is it Asheville? I really don't know. Okay, it's somewhere around here. Yeah. So that was huge for the area, for it to be in Greensboro, too. That's, yeah. I'm sure that was insane every single year. For sure. Um, and, of course, you love doing that. And from then on, were you able to just, were you co-call more bands? Or, like, where, how, how was that going, going on any tours? Yeah, I think after that, it really started to shift a little bit towards documentary. Um, yeah. That's when I kind of started to work with Kevin Chandler. Yes. Yes. Wow. And we can, is that when we carry Kevin happened for across Europe? Right about that time. Yeah. So 2015 is actually when Kevin came to me and was like, hey, I have this wild idea. I want to go to Europe and I'm not sure how I'm going to do it. He was like, <laughs> okay, let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. <laughs> So we really went from the ground up with that one. And oh my God. So that started really organically. It was like, okay, let's map it out. Let's figure yeah. it out. Where are we going to go? Where are we going to talk? Yeah. Wow. Specifically, he was like, I know my chair cannot go to the places I want to go. Yes. So we got to solve that problem first. Yes. And then we got to figure out how we're going to make that solution a reality. Oh my God. And uh, I mean, I can't give a big enough shout out to Kevin Chandler. I mean, that guy is just powerful dude. Yes. I haven't seen him in a long time, but I, we mentioned the old uh, shows back in the day, and he was always at the Hill Serpent show. That's where, yeah. I, that's where I always remember him, was those shows, and uh, collection shows as well, um, with him just being super nice, incredibly nice dude. Um, probably remember who I am, but he's he, he's great, so that's, that's amazing that it happened. So tell us how that works. Like, give us a little brief little <laughs> highlight of how that works. How we met. Yes. I ran into him at collection shows. Yeah. 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 And uh, grew from there. He is an author and he asked me to do a uh, trailer for one of his books that he wrote. Gotcha. And I did that and we worked together really well. And then maybe a year later or so, he came, came to up. me with the idea. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And um, this is on Amazon, which is, I want to talk to you about that too, like how that happened. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's talking about the trip period, how you got over there to Europe. And how was that experience for you? Because you filmed the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So I filmed a lot of the preparation as well. Um, and then, you know, once we got there, we were there for, I think, three weeks. Had a lot of stuff planned out. Um, really captured the whole environment of, like, the care process, too. Um, because there's just so much involved with, you know, um, what we needed to do to make it happen. So um, we created a backpack that could be adjusted and modified and supported to carry Kevin um, in these places where his wheelchair was not accessible at all. Right. Um, so this could be even just like streets in Europe. Wow. Things that I, I just didn't notice and took completely for granted. Mm. That if you have like a three or four inch lip or edge on a sidewalk. You could not get open. That could be like a 10 foot wall. 
to someone oh, who needed to, you know, man. roll over that. So, um, you know, there were times we would look around for restaurants for two hours that, you know, could, you know, allow his wheelchair to get in. So going into, you know, Europe and knowing the situation, we were like, we the wheelchair is not going to be an option. Yeah, so yeah, you can do it. I uh, left his wheelchair completely at home, went full backpack. Wow. <laughs> That is phenomenal, yeah, dude. Holy yeah. moly. And Tom was obviously on board. Yeah, Tom was yeah. one of the, the main people there. Um, he really helped in the creation of the backpack initially. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so he helped kind of design that, come up with that idea. It was a kid carrier backpack mm -hmm. that we basically made more supportive so it could hold more weight and also be more adjustable, too, um, wow. for different body types, um, atypical yeah. body types, yeah. And, um, yeah, so we ended up making that work uh we went to uh france first so france was first yeah i went to paris first so you mentioned france earlier or paris earlier did you was that your first time going that was my second second time, time going that's right. you went yeah. There yeah that's right okay yeah second time going yeah second time going i uh, stayed there for a few days um then we went to uh wales okay yeah and we went to england oh, man and then we went to ireland oh my god and ireland is when we took a boat out to this mountain off the coast that's submerged under the water and you take a boat out to the peak of the mountain that's poking up above the water and you climb that and there's a monastery at the top and it's called Skellig Michael. Oh, wow. It's the mountain they used in some of the newer Star Wars films where Luke Skywalker really? was hanging out. That's there. That's that location, yeah. Okay, did I know that. And so we made it all the way out there. Oh, I bet that was insane unreal <laughs> shout felt like a totally different world yeah I've, I've yet to go to Europe I want to so badly I keep hearing nothing but great things about the landscape the people and just all of it mm -hmm. so I'm sure you're doing that to kind of work out there which is even more impactful for you know just for you and just all, all of you guys involved um, and he gave talks at all these places right or was it just Actually, this time, no. Okay. This gotcha. was just experience for yeah. him. Um, so he was actually writing the book that became kind of, uh, it was called The View From Here, is the name of the book. Okay. Yes. Uh, we Carry Kevin. And uh, he kind of wrote that book actually every night on that trip. Wow. Yeah. And that, yeah. Was, that was the goal. Yeah. So how long were we out there? We were there for, I think, three weeks. Three weeks? Yeah. Oh, man, I experienced a lot of things in those three weeks. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> so much. So much we couldn't even, you know, plan on. I mean, we got some setbacks you know of course um, but then we kind of overcame everything and it was yeah it was really special experience looking for a way to reduce your carbon footprint and make a positive impact on the environment look no further than lightfoot company our refillery and sustainable home goods store in savannah georgia is dedicated to helping you reduce your use of plastic and single-use products from reusable water bottles and bags to bulk, eco-friendly cleaning products and personal care items, we have everything you need to live a more sustainable lifestyle. Plus, our friendly staff and knowledgeable staff is always available to help you make informed choices and find products that are right for you. So why wait? Visit Lightfoot Company today and start making a difference. Just now, because obviously, you gotta you filming stuff. You got you gotta be kind of because you don't obviously don't film every single second of the trip. So when did you know? to film and when to not to film or let moments kind of just live as they are like when did you know when you wanted to film that's a great question yeah i think that's always something you learn as a documentary filmmaker yep. um and you know you're always learning that i think yeah um for this trip i did film a lot 
Um, I was probably filming around 10 to 12 hours a day. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> we came back with eight terabytes of video. Luke. <laughs> I don't want to... <laughs> Oh my God. So were you carrying around in storage? Just, just. Yeah. I had an assistant who would actually every night uh, dump everything onto hard drives and. Oh my God. Yeah. His, name, is... his name's Jameson. He's awesome. I still work with him. Shout out to Jameson. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. That's insane. So. I guess you edited this together. I did, yeah. It took me, like, a long time. Okay, I was going to ask you that. Like, how long, if you had to just guess, I mean, just if you think about those, think back to that, that, that time period to put that whole thing together. Yeah, dude. I mean, really, it was a lot of on and off, back and forth, talked to Kevin a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to wait till his book was done, too, because I wanted to make sure it kind of reflected his experience a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I think all said and done, it was probably, like, nine or ten months later by the time it was, like, finished, finished. Wow. Yeah. And that's just, <laughs> just just cranking hours. Everybody's like, okay, let's do it. Blah, blah, blah. All right, let's put it down for a little bit. Yeah. Let's come back to it. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And obviously everyone's wondering, I know I am, how did you get it to Amazon? Like, how did that process work? Dude, there's a um, kind of a submission process. Okay. Um, and Kevin works with a um, an agent who has some connections with Amazon. Okay, yeah. So we kind of went through that channel. Oh man, that's amazing! How did you feel knowing that you have a film on, on Amazon, dude? That's, that's that's huge. It yeah, it's definitely it's, it's validating, um, and it's just cool that like there's like that availability out there and that interest for something like this. Like I'm just glad that people are wanting to get involved in this or get inspired by it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it actually isn't. And I just want to throw this out here too. It's actually no longer on Amazon currently. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. The rights were purchased by a uh, major film production company. Um, oh. that is potentially developing something further that okay. we can't speak on. We'll but, leave that yeah. there. But wow, hopefully in the future we will see something come of that. Yeah. Oh man, it's going crazy. Okay, so I'm sorry. It's not on Amazon. I remember it was, but yeah, obviously that was, that was a yeah. long time ago. Yeah. So Something that you can see along that line is uh, we went to China Oh. as a group. We carry Kevin. Really? Um, and that was for him to speak actually okay that's that was speaking okay engagement okay yeah that I messed up okay yeah um so we went there we also went to some care facilities that were in need of the backpack and were able to use it um so we've like basically uh, visited these different places across china um spoke at some events and uh we have a whole uh documentary on that too and you can find that on youtube so that's on youtube yeah okay is it on your channel uh no that's on we carry kevin's okay. channel yeah we'll link that in the description we carry kevin in china in china Okay, that sounds easy enough. I'm going to watch that today, actually. Um, wow, so was that your first time in China? Uh, second time. Yeah, second, cause I know you went to Japan, but did you go to China during that trip, too, when you went to Japan for the first time? This was a separate trip. Okay, separate trip. Um, okay, my, gotcha. One of my good friends lived in China at the time. Okay. So. Luke is very well traveled, if you don't know this right now, which is super cool. I'm living through him right now. So, yeah, so China. So, brief tell, tell us about the highlights of that one. Dude, um, well, both of my China experiences were, were quite different. The first one was, was big cities like Shanghai, Beijing. Okay. Uh, the second one with Kevin was kind of the opposite countryside. Uh, one place we went was Guiling. Um, a couple others, I can't remember the names, but they were much older sort of um, traditional cities uh, that had a lot of history, and it was cool. Man, that's amazing. I, I liked that. I liked both, but I think I enjoyed the countryside. You seem, oh no, your, your vibe gives off more of a, a chill, more chill environment. Very quiet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, 
it's very therapeutic to be in some of these places that have existed for so long. Yes, absolutely. Like, it gives you good perspective on, you know, yeah, on life. Life. Yeah. yeah. And it's like everyone wants to see the Hong Kong Shanghai and all that, but yeah. it's like it's part such a beauty of being somewhere like where you went. Use it, Guiling. 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 Yeah. Somewhere like that, where it's just like, wow, this is actually very, very common. <laughs> Definitely Google it. That place is very pretty. Really? I want to go back. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to Google that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, I got a lot of homework to do <laughs> this interview. <laughs> um, did that, and that is insane. That's on YouTube, so I want to peep that. Um, at this point in time, were you super were you into photo at all yet, or were you just pretty much doing video? I know photo came a little bit later. Yeah, photo was a side um, a side item, I guess. Mm. Um, so I, I do it. Um, even now it's, it's something that I do, but it's not the primary. Yeah. Gotcha. It's more of like a thought experiment for me. It's something that helps me stay engaged. Oh, I like that. Um, it helps me kind of connect to the creativity that maybe doesn't always apply specifically to other projects. Yeah. Um, but is, I think helpful in my own kind of development. So, you know what? I, that makes a lot more sense of why your Instagram is what it is. Yeah. To me, that makes a lot more sense because obviously you're it's beautiful. Well, I'm always I, the type of work you capture on there is very minimal. Yeah. And I do not know how people do that. <laughs> I can't do it to save my life. I've tried. Yeah. You do it perfectly. <laughs> and I feel like you walk around, see something like, and then you kind of keep on going. Yeah. And to me, it's just very that's very impressive. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Absolutely, brother. Um. So you come back from from that excursion. Uh, when was the China trip with with Kevin? That was 2018. Okay, yeah. um, and you're still working with Apple part time a little bit, so doing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you obviously you eventually you were able to go full time. What, what year was that? You went full time. I left Apple in 2020. So that was you know, during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. So from 18 to 2020, where where you connect? What were you doing? Came after that China trip? Were you doing? some commercial stuff just random client work or any personal work uh yeah i did um some traveling as well uh so i i had a job in um southern africa okay uh, actually we uh, followed a a nonprofit that was doing a fundraiser through a cycling event that went from uh, south africa to botswana namibia in Zambia and it was a cycle event that happened every single day they would ride 100 miles in one direction oh. and then sleep <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's nuts okay first of all how'd you get this job uh, this was through a connection with someone actually that I was homeschooled with who okay. kind of worked in the creative world and okay. uh, kind of passed it along to me and you were just like yeah. sure sounds great let's do it and that's my first uh, first time I ever flew a drone it was actually in Africa really yeah. We have any experience with drone before that at all? Very little. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, did, I did some on the ground stuff. I did the photography as well, but they said, hey, it'd be cool if we could have drone too. You're like, okay. Uh, so I just bought a drone. Oh, you bought the drone? Oh, wow. In Africa, or you bought it here? I bought it here. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, they just they asked, hey, can you do it? And I said, yeah, I'll buy one. <laughs> it was like, uh, of course, we'll figure that out. Yeah. That's amazing. So you documented the whole trip. Yeah. Wow. And I guess you were on a van or something like that, just going along with this, getting different moments of the whole entire excursion. Yeah, they had a couple cars that would ride after them for um, like support, and I was just in one of the support cars, either shooting out the window or flying from the passenger seat. Oh my god, that had to be yeah. so freaking cool, dude! It was a really profound experience. Oh my gosh! And you said uh, Southern Africa. Yeah, it started in South Africa, um, Johannesburg. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And then just went straight up on like on a map, basically just through every country that, that's above it. One hundred yeah. miles a day. Yeah, 
that mean, these were like former Navy SEALs and like some really hardcore people. Okay. Was, yeah. Because of the bike trip from DC, from Cumberland, Maryland to DC, we did about an average 45 miles a day. And I'm thinking like, and that was, that was just, luckily it was flat. Yeah. I'm guessing that one, was that when the train was crazy? Yeah. Through the mountains, semi-paved, oh. semi-paved roads. Heck no. Absolutely not. <laughs> The condition these guys were in every night was like, wow, how do they do it? How? Dude, yeah. that's like your your body's just my body would just collapse. Yeah. After one I like, can't do it anymore. After one after one day. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, one is plenty. And they did eight in a row. That's eight hundred miles. <laughs> back to back. In eight days. He's at Navy SEALs and just hardcore just people just going at it. Yeah. Shout out to all of those people who did that. That's insane. Mm. So you filmed that over, of course, eight days. Did you were you able to stay there a little bit longer to do your own personal traveling and hanging out? Actually, no. Uh, okay. There was a couple days at the end um, okay. where we did have some days off on the Zambezi River. We just kind of like hung out there on a boat for a little bit. And Ooh, that's amazing. Very relaxing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then headed back. I had to move. I had to go. I crossed four borders in like fourteen hours coming back. Oh my god. So that that was the that was the most uh, traveling I've done in one day. In one, oh my god! I bet you were exhausted. Yeah, we had to. Yeah, a lot of passport back and forth <laughs> going on, and yeah, dude. <laughs> so. My God! And so you get back from that, and did you film any more stock stuff while you were there? Because you mentioned the stock images whenever you travel. Yeah. So um, I was filming every day, all day, pretty yeah. much. Um, and so they only wanted like a three minute, four minute recap video, and everything else I got to keep. Um, really got to keep it all the rights everything yeah else. have the rights to everything else so i ended up actually i've made four music videos with that content really yeah that's been purchased as like stock video yeah that is amazing and when the stock stuff are you able do people do exclusive rights or do you like license it out or just let them use it they can't like have exclusive rights to it how does it work right so on um, the way i do it currently is it's not exclusive yeah okay. so i can still use it for other anyone things. else can just buy it whenever they want to use it okay yeah Perfect. Yeah, probably the best way to do it. Yeah, and I and for this project, I actually did edit those videos that they used for this. It was an EP from an artist. Oh, cool. Um, I'm not sure where they're based actually, but they they wanted um, an edited video using all of that, so I did four of them. That is, dude, yeah. good for you. Capitalize. That's amazing. So they want you to do a three minute recap of this trip uh, from eight days of filming, <laughs> which is so that's be so hard to go through all that content and just wind it down to three minutes. That's the hardest part. Dude, because you can shoot all day. I mean, shooting's nothing. Yeah. But it's coming back and being like, okay, so this is a good question. This is a good time to talk about your process in editing. Because I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. So when you go through that, <laughs> what, do you, what what's your process of editing a video like that together? I'll say this first. Organization is the most important part. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's nothing that's going to get in the way of your creativity quicker than unorganized stuff speak on that my friend that is so true (laughs) and i have been on both sides of that i've been the most unorganized yes i've looked back at old hard drives and been like what was i doing dude and uh (laughs) actually uh in europe jameson the guy who was dumping all my files when i got done with that and i looked at his file structure it blew my mind i was like this is how it needs to happen and everyone's a little different you'll have your own process and all that but i think if you find the thing that makes you feel comfortable looking at the files then you're gonna get more creative and not so distracted by that that makes yes oh my god especially especially with video yeah 
Like, I can only imagine being unorganized and like, what was this clip? What was that clip? Oh, I should, that, what is the name? What is yeah. DS whatever slash? Oh, I should have named these clips. You know what I'm saying? Like, all that stuff is very important. <laughs> yeah, and it's whatever works for you. So, like, for me, it's all very visual. So, I don't go on the names of the clips. I know a lot of people will actually go through and name the clips. Okay, that's why you do and, yeah. and that could be really good for you to even, like, process things mentally. Um, but for me, I use Final Cut Pro Ten. Okay. And the reason I like that so much for a few reasons, but one is you can see all of the clips as these like really large thumbnails uh, with like a representation of what's Ooh. in the clip, just in a thumbnail. And for me, that's very quick and easy for my brain to sort of remember everything that might be included in that yeah. and make decisions. I've never used Final Cut and I've been told I need to at least try it. It's good. I can understand. It kind of feels a little bit like a step back if you've used Premiere. That's what um, I'm using. Yeah, and Premiere is really great for certain things. Um, but I think that Final Cut is just very streamlined. Yes. My friend Anthony, who did the earlier free piece of videos, he mentioned that. He was like, you he said Premiere's great. He's used it. He went to film school as well. He went to UNCG as well. But he said Final Cut Pro is a lot easier, to, 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 to me, to him at least. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my brain is it's the one. Um, you can customize, you know, hotkeys and, you know, shortcuts and all that stuff. So it, it all um, becomes pretty efficient. Wow. That's insane. Another trip I want, and this is a bunch of trips because obviously you want to travel. I want to talk about a lot of it. Yeah. Um, did you follow a chef down to Puerto Rico? Puerto Rico. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I remember you forever ago you mentioned that yeah. i want to talk about that trip because that sounds really cool dude that was fun that was the guy i met at the apple store actually <laughs> i remember you telling me that yeah. yes i remember yeah. you telling me that yeah, yeah, yeah. this dude was doing push-ups in the apple store because <laughs> he has that much energy and he was like when he was done he said hey i need someone to talk to me about a drone because i want it to fly around my house and film me cooking okay and i said that's not a good idea <laughs> But if you'd like, I could film you. Oh, so I, oh, Luke, smart. So I just went to his house and filmed him cooking for a little bit, and we hit it off. And you were like, cool, um, I'm going to Puerto Rico. You should come. Yeah, I think it was like three, four weeks later, we were in Puerto Rico together. Oh, that quick. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, this dude's amazing, though. Like, really inspiring, actually. Really? Like, his energy level is, is like a positive energy, too. And oh, so, so he's like super, like, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, super encouraging. Like, he wants everybody around him to be, like, doing their best work. And, you know, what he did was he went to Puerto Rico to help, uh, like, bring attention to struggling restaurants after the major, I think it was a hurricane that hit Puerto Rico okay. at that time. Yeah. I don't remember the exact year. Um, might have been 2018. Okay. okay. Um, but this was very soon after that, and people were really struggling, you know, afterwards, like local businesses and all that. So he wanted to basically make um, these short little videos of what they were doing and use his um, uh, his platform for that. So he's a, a blogger, essentially. Oh, my gosh. And you were able to go there. Wow. That sounds awesome. Very fulfilling work. Again, um, so what, so I guess, what was your role in that? I guess, or what did you just film, like, him doing his thing, behind the scenes, just all that? Um, he was um, more of setting things up. Okay. Yeah, he was on the production side. So I was really filming the chefs and the owners and the people who were there. Gotcha. Um, he would make the connection. So uh, we filmed, I think it was 36 chefs in 10 days. Oh my God. Dude, you're doing these intense, these intense projects, <laughs> dude. And we, we would pull them all together into, I think it was like eight or nine videos because we would, we would kind of get chefs together who kind of work together well and kind of put those videos together yeah yeah that sounds awesome and is this up anywhere that people can see or no 
I don't know. I am. It would be on his channel, um, and he's changed the name. Okay. Um, at the time, it was called Open Food Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. um, but I believe he's rebranded since then. Okay. 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 His original because I want to see that too. I want to see all these videos. Um, that's cool. So you went there for a couple. How many days was that? That was ten days. Ten days yeah. in Puerto Rico, which I also want to visit. I heard it's very beautiful there as well. Mm -hmm. um, did that, and this year at this point, you're just you have so much under your belt. I mean, you're just killing the game. <laughs> Um, I don't jump to also just you to 2020, mm. um, you going fully freelance. Um, can you explain what made you finally take the, that full leap and just how, cause 2020 was a crazy year. So I'm wondering like, how in the world did you <laughs> just go through that during 2020? Yeah. One of the reasons I, I stuck around at Apple for as long as I did is cause I was teaching photography, uh, which was fulfilling and I liked that. Um, and <laughs> That seemed to be a good sort of part-time uh, side thing for a while, but then 2020 kind of put an end to that, so I was no longer teaching in the store. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. And, and so really, I think that any other role at Apple wouldn't have allowed me to stay there that yeah. long. Um, and so when they transitioned me to some things like over-the-phone support, and I was like, yep. yeah, this is net. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, yes, absolutely. And uh, that just was the the little push, the nudge that I needed. I had been thinking about it for a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, just kind of waiting for the right time. Um, and I had a lot of editing coming in too, cause people, um, were looking to catch up on projects and things like that. So during that 2020 time, Oh, perfect. You were able to work just here remotely, just do editing stuff. Yep. Makes a ton of sense. And do, do people ever send you clips to edit for them for their projects? They don't, they don't want to touch it. They do. Um, that's not the kind of work that I generally accept okay. though. Yeah. Um, I will do it occasionally, but it's very rare. Wow. Yeah. So, wow, so you were able to leave there and kind of do your own thing. Yeah. Were you nervous at all about if we were going to recover? To, because obviously, video, obviously a lot of businesses use video as marketing. as a big tool for a lot of businesses. But yeah. obviously a lot of them cut the budgets and we're doing that. And you were like, yeah. okay, um, <laughs> let's see what happens. Like, where, that was, what was going through your head through that year? Yeah, dude. Um, actually, it, it, it didn't feel um, very nerve-wracking for me um, yeah. just because some of my connections had – uh, some pretty strong um, kind of forward-thinking ideas that I felt like were going to pan out pretty well. Um, had uh, actually a, a model where um, essentially they'll um, subscribe to my video services over a period of time. So I actually have a couple of different subscriptions out for a certain amount of work um, per month. And so I had, oh. had someone who had signed up for that and I realized that that was going to be sustainable regardless of the situation. Yes. And so I think that was one of the big sort of like transition points for me where I was like, oh, this could be something I could count on and I could see myself um, having something consistent. Essentially. Wow. The subscription thing went insane during that time. Yep. A lot of people were doing that. I mean, Patreon already existed and other avenues as well, but that's just a smart avenue to get into if you can, if you have something good to offer. Yes. Um, so that's that's phenomenal. So you were good. You were like, okay, I'm, I'm good. Probably some money saved up. Like, I'm, I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I, obviously, no one saw it happening for as long as it did because <laughs> we're still kind of kind of in it. Yeah. Um, but that's insane. So were you able – so what, what other work were you doing that year? Like, when you went full-time, were, were you doing any band work later on in the year or even now or 2021? Like, what, what work were you able to do and, you know, get back on your footing? I will say this, 2020 and – immediate aftermath was definitely uh the year of the wedding yes okay 
again, wedding work. Okay, we didn't talk about that at all yet. Yes, yeah, you yeah. doing weddings. Okay, yes, talk about that. I do, yeah. No, it's it's actually something, so my very first shoot ever was a wedding. <laughs> Your very first shoot was a wedding. Yes, it was at the Arboretum. Oh my God. It was one of these where you just kind of show up and make it happen as soon as possible, as quick as possible, as quick as possible. and get yep. out. This uh, The location was not secured for the wedding. It was... Uh, <laughs> One of those. So later you were just like, "All right, we need to get this done quick." Yep. Before anyone comes and says, "Cause you obviously gotta pay for like you gotta pay for that to use the arboretum to do something like that." So it was like, "Okay, super in and out." Yeah. Dude. So that's kind of where it all started for me, and I think the whole, um, like, the documentary sense, and also just like the the uh, practice that you get from that. Yeah. I think I'll always do some weddings, some mm. level, always. Really, um, it's it's kind of like going to the gym for a documentary because it's it's rough, but it's it's a good kind of rough. It's like the kind of thing you learn from. Dude, I've got a lot of friends in that game, and yeah. I've thought about it because I do not like photographing weddings. Right. I filmed one. This was a long time ago. This is a favor. This is strictly a favor for a friend. I do not do that kind of work, you know, even now. But it was it was something. <laughs> it was definitely it was it was a, it was a day. Yeah, I'll say that. <laughs> You're right. It's absolutely that's described perfectly as it being like the gym for that kind of work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, but you've been a run and gun kind of person. It's kind of in your lane. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. It, it's a good way to kind of stay sharp on things. And yeah. Absolutely. Enjoy it. Wow. And of course you do it now a little bit, mm-hmm. and then you know, getting with maybe Glass Bear, maybe it's a little bit later on mm-hmm. from 2020, 2021. But that was definitely like. Because they, do, they don't do weddings, do they? Glass Bear? No. Okay, yeah. That's all just commercial stuff. Yeah. Um, but I know you do weddings with John. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. As part of you, like you're kind of the main person you're doing with. Primarily, yeah. That makes, that makes a lot yeah. of sense. I don't book them myself. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah, always no, through someone else. Okay. So no one can come to you and be like, hey, Lou, you want to do my wedding? You're just like, ah. I'm not saying it won't happen, <laughs> but. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, so wow, that was the year of the wedding, and the year after that was insane, and probably getting booked probably every weekend. I mean, like, so how was was there a lot during those years? Yeah, yeah, it's it's still kind of happening now because you book weddings pretty far in advance. That's right. Um, so I'm I'm really cutting back on the booking part now, um, yeah. but I am filming them um, a lot now. Oh my gosh, I mean, hey, it's it's, it's great money and it's consistent. Yeah. So people yeah. are always getting married. <laughs> So at the end of the day, it's like, I can just film a wedding if I need to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, I do want to go, because we probably jump back and forth here, but the trip with your brother. Yeah. The uh, Scandinavia. Yeah. Yeah, is that where y'all went? Because yeah. I remember saw, I saw a little bit of that when I was here years ago. How was, talk about that for a second, because obviously you're super into music he makes and all that stuff, and he was touring. Yeah. Yeah, so talk about that for a little bit, because I want to hear about that. Yeah, so we went uh, to Norway in February. Yes. If okay. we want to experience cold weather, oh my God. that's one way to do it. How was it? Was it bad? Oh, it was brutal. <laughs> <laughs> no shirt coating in there. <laughs> um, but in the way that you kind of feel alive. Mm. It's like, you know. Okay, I like that. It's like, this is an extreme experience that I get to, uh, yeah, that I don't normally have. So yeah. beautiful, too. Very pretty. I love that. That's amazing. And I remember because he played a couple of locations through that, right? Or was it one big one? He had one main location. Yeah. And then we just shot content. In different oh, places. okay. So yeah. places that put it all in the same video. Yeah. Yeah. So th- that's generally kind of how it works. Even when I when I tour with bands, it's not that I go on a lot of different dates. A lot of times they'll have me for like one that they really want to capture. Mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of work around that one a little bit. That's smart. 
Okay, yeah, to make it yeah. it's gotta seem more larger than life, even though it was kind of one event. Right. Oh, I like that. Right. Yeah. Like they'll go out and do other stuff before and after, and um, yeah, it kind of creates this more of like a narrative to it. Ooh, yeah. That includes a, a show. Right, and I see a lot of music videos that are literally yeah. just like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. I bet that was an amazing experience, especially being with your brother, the music you love anyways. That was probably awesome. Yeah, I did that in um, South America a couple times, too. Um, okay. With some yeah. other bands, yeah, that um, were traveling there. Same oh, day. that's cool. Have you, ever, have you actually been on an actual tour, like you were there for multiple dates? Not more than, I think the most I've done is like two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, some people do like full like U.S. tours. Yeah, they'll just like ride with the band the whole time. Yeah. yeah. No, not yet. Any interest? Absolutely. Okay. I'm about to say, dude, I would love to see you on this straight up on tour. <laughs> on the bus, man. Let's go. Wimbish was like, hey, dude. Hey, look, we need you. We're going because he's full time now. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, Full time uh, musicians. I was like, hey, man, look, come on. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, all right, let's go. I'm down. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so come back to, I guess, current times. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about social media in a little bit, but you get even with Glass Bear, like it's like his associate shooting. Yeah, yeah, they're they're one of the um, local uh, production companies that I work with. Um, yeah, so it's it's one of those things where just through connections, you know, okay. I can I can fill in for different things, and they kind of know what um, what I'm best at, and if yeah. they have something that fits for that, then. I'll work with them. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So they kind of stay with your yeah. wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. So I, I do a lot of B-roll and I do a lot of um, sort of, you know, capturing stuff that happens kind of between yeah. the moments and kind of connectivity content, I like to call it. Yeah. Um, and that's really my favorite thing to do. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. So in between all of this, I mean, I guess we're coming to the current times. Mm-hmm. Do you do any work just for yourself ever? You know, actually... The stock video thing has, kind of is. is turning into that. Yeah. Um, I really want to push that um, more and create a little bit more of a platform surrounding that yeah. um, in the early stages of, of making that happen right now, actually. I'm kind of integrating that into my website oh, um, yes. so that it's more of like a, a, a whole part of the kind of the output. Ooh, yes. Okay. That make, I knew that was for you anyway because you're traveling regardless. So it's like, exactly. why not just go ahead and do this? For, just, so it's kind of for yourself then. I love that. Yeah, yeah. That's well, awesome. Uh, flexibility. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, this kind of social media because I'm very interested in your take on that because obviously your feed is this very, I don't know, it's, it's a very peaceful and pleasant feed. I love going to it and just looking like this is just making me feel so at peace. Um, so is there a reason why you don't post a lot of the travel work you do, like video work and stuff like that on there? What, what's, yeah, what's your what's your take on social media with, well, with Instagram? So I like that you said that you feel a certain way. Yeah. when you look at it because that I think is the ultimate goal okay yeah 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 um, it's kind of a portfolio is how I think of it um, in terms of does this represent me as a creative not necessarily every project that I've done ooh okay I like that okay yeah so that kind of alleviates your pressure of trying to constantly promote yourself and your work yeah it's more of a, you said, it's more of a, of a thought. You mentioned earlier, more of a thought process. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to make it as authentic as I can when it comes to, like, does this represent me? I like that. Um, and I really tried to create a filter around that for myself when yeah. I post. And I think that leads to me being very sporadic and not posting a lot. Yeah. Um, but I'm very minimalist in general, so I think that's accurate. And That represents who you are. Yeah. Yo, I like that you have a... Um, a distinction there is like I gotta do this all this work you know and it's awesome but this is this is me being me yeah you know yeah. 
I think it's important to have something like that too. That makes a lot of sense. Wow, that's amazing. Um, wow, that's a, that that actually makes me think about a lot right now because <laughs> I used to be the person who was very pressured. I pressure pressure on myself to constantly post and market and oh my god, I need to get more clients. Let me post the work I've done, even work I don't necessarily love doing. I was like, let me post it just to market out. And you're just like, nah, bro. But a lot of people have told me that this is like, nah, it's, it's fine. You don't have to you don't have to constantly do that. <laughs> I think the main thing is to to do what comes naturally. Yeah. So if you do like posting all that stuff and generating some sort of um, feedback loop too, it can yeah. be good to get feedback on content. Yeah. Um, and if that feels right for you, I think you should do it. Um, but for me, I think I've found a different method that works really well. I love that. So you're able to still have stuff for clients or whenever they hit you up and then it's just like, Oh, I got this for them. And it probably still gives you clients <laughs> regardless. Yeah. So would you say word of mouth is probably your main source of marketing right now? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Connections just staying in touch. Yo. Yeah. I love that to everyone, man. Just being a good person, being yeah. easy to work with will yeah. be your marketing tool. Yeah, man. I think it's, it's always like a, it's a, it's a cycle. Like I feel like, you know, yeah, like if you meet someone and they can give you work down the road, that's cool. But it's also like you can provide something for them yeah. and it can go both ways. I think that's the best creative place to be is when everybody's sort of like, you know, fulfilled. I like that. And it's cool because you describe these, I mean, even with meeting the guy, to, I forgot his name, the chef to go to Puerto Rico. And it's just like you come in the right place, right time. You know, you made a connection right quick. A couple weeks later, you're in Puerto Rico and then, you know, the guy with the stuff in Africa and this is like, this is wild. you just like seeing yes opportunities, which is so cool. Yeah. Um, I'm just like, dude, I'm just blown away. I'm blown away by your whole thing. Your whole persona is just so cool to me. I've always been, and I've always been a fan. <laughs> and now hearing the story just makes a lot more sense. Mm. Um, and so you're coming back into making a little bit of music you mentioned. Yeah, that's, that's always a consistent thing for me. I realized that, um, I was actually just talking to Hope about this, that playing drums is a self-regulating thing for me. Mm. Um, it's something I've done for so long, since I was five. I think it connects to some sort of baseline that mm. I have. Um, it's very therapeutic, and I like to do it just for that. Yeah, something just, something does not create, well, no, it is created. Something that, away from the cinematography thing you do, is just something different. Away from all expectations. Yes, exactly. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not pressured to do anything crazy with drums. You just like you're there just to do it and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that's been so consistent through my life yeah. that even with other stuff that has come and gone, it's like, oh yeah, some things do stay the same, mm. and that's very kind of comforting. Super comforting. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm wondering, you mentioned even the drums as being a little, you know, a little distraction from all this stuff. How do you, because me hearing you having eight terabytes of <laughs> video and the constant editing, how do you alleviate the burnout or avoid the burnout mm -hmm. and avoid this? How, how do you make sure that you have time for you and you're not constantly working? Do you like have your day set up in a certain way mm -hmm. or do you make sure you take every couple of weeks, you take like a week off? Like how do you, mm -hmm. you know, step away from this? First of all, amazing question. Um, that's so important because I've experienced burnout. I can only imagine. <laughs> and I think there's nothing like experience to teach you to avoid something. No. Right? So I actually experienced that with drums. Okay. Um, wow, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was playing way too much. 
this forever endeavor days uh, this is after this is actually around the collection days oh when you were yeah. oh yeah, yeah i can only imagine and it's great to be doing it and saying yes feels good too yeah. right but then you realize um the yeses have been too much yes and um you stop enjoying it yes yep and uh when you experience that when i experienced that burnout I really wanted to avoid that in the future, and I really made that a goal to not get burned out with video or photo. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so great question, yeah, because I think the main thing is um, trying to be in touch with yourself as much as you can. Like that, yeah. Right, because you'll know beforehand if you're in touch with the warning signs of getting burned out. Mm -hmm. You'll know when you need to push forward a little bit. You'll know when you need to hold back. But a lot of it's listening. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so developing that ear for yourself, I think, is super important. Um, and knowing the early signs of it for yourself. Um, and just really prioritizing your own sort of state of mind. So doing things that specifically make you feel comfortable. Like for me, playing drums occasionally. Um, I like to hike a lot. Okay, yes. And Ooh. so doing things like that that are just like totally disconnected and just for you. Um, that's how I refill my tank. Okay, good. Yeah. Do you have any uh, favorite trails around here? Do you go to? Dude, honestly, the Linville Gorge in North Carolina—that whole area—you cannot go wrong. Yes, I've camped there before. Insane. Awesome. Yes. Um, gosh, years ago, Shelby was listening to this. Uh, what's up? Um, I went with Shelby and my friend Jess. We went to Matt's Patch. Um, and then before that, have you been to Matt's Patch? I have. Oh, phenomenal. Before that, we went on this terribly hard hike, <laughs> Linfield Gorge. I forgot what trail it was, but it was very rewarding. And we uh, camped out there, and it was phenomenal. I love the mountains. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love the waterfalls out there, too. It's oh, just insane. Dude, you ever go to Hanging Rock, Lower Cascades area? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's such a... It's so close to here. It's just like 45 minutes to an hour, and you're yeah. at some waterfalls. <laughs> so, Bro. yeah, yeah. Good for you. That's It's, it's cool that we... Creatives. And it's so important that you have something else just to put your your focus and mind on mm -hmm. as a creative. Because as great as this work is, like it can be very, very grueling and very tedious and very just, you know, whatever. But it's good to have, you know, something else. Yeah. I think the main thing is just like, yeah, keep the light on, you yeah. know, the creative light, keep the spark. And um, that's going to look different for everybody. But definitely um, keep it going and, and it's it'll last. It'll it'll get you there. Absolutely. And you do photo work, obviously. People, do you, if, I do photo work on the side, and you I mean, you have a studio up downtown, or in Greensboro. Um, do you normally take commissions for photo work, or is that some, kind of something that's not too often? Because you mentioned headshots, stuff like that, too. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely um, kind of two sides to it. There's, there's like, the creative side, um, where I will take, like, a bigger project if someone's doing, like, a website redesign or something, and they really want that aesthetic. Um, I've worked with some companies on that. Um, but yeah, it, that comes, I'd say less often because I don't push that as much. Yeah. I don't have that conversation as often, right. um, but I enjoy it a lot and I could see that happening. I'm, I'm very open to it. I'll put it like that. Perfect. Perfect. If, if that becomes a, a priority in my career, I would be happy to do it. Okay. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Do you, where, yeah, where do you see your future going? Do you see yourself doing more big just keep doing documentary stuff or get into film world or like the like big production movies that type of stuff you ever... so if I was to go beyond where I'm at right now I think sticking in the cinematography lane 
is the the place I feel most comfortable. Yeah. Um, so if I do scale up in terms of projects, I would like to have those um, different areas covered by people who are specialists in those areas yeah. and stick with cinematography. Um, I do love documentary work, but I like integrating documentary work into narrative work. Oh, yeah. So one of my favorite films ever is called Victoria. Victoria. Yes. I've not seen Victoria. Got some more homework for you. I'm gonna look it up and put it on my letterbox app. Is this like a film? Like it's, a, yeah, okay. it's yeah. a German film, I believe, um, with some Spanish as well, and uh, set in Berlin. It is a two-hour film, I believe. It is all shot legitimately in one take. What? Are you serious? Legitimately one take, all it's the way through. Horrible. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and more than just like a flex, like oh, cool, look what we can do. It's very visceral and um, emotional. Is this it? That's it. Okay. I oh god, three point nine. Okay, yeah. Let me add this to my list. It's in one take. Yeah, they practiced it for three months over and over again. Dude, okay. I gotta watch this. <laughs> I gotta watch this. It okay. sounds insane. Okay. So it's that blend, you know, it's that blend of, of documentary, like it's just happening and you're you know, capturing it as best you can. And then that narrative sort of push of like, you know, everybody kind of being on the same page creatively. Um, I think that's super exciting. I'd love to do maybe not necessarily a one take film. I wouldn't say that's like my goal goal. Yeah. Um, but there's other films I really like that use that approach too, like Children of Men. I really, really love. I've heard of that. I'm not seen it. Super good. Um, the guy who shot that, Emmanuel Lebeski, is my favorite cinematographer ever. Okay. He utilizes this very sort of like um, emotionally intelligent sort of in the moment type of uh, capture that I love. Oh my gosh. Yo, that sounds insane. Children of Men? Children of Men. Okay, man, that's my list too. So I have this letterbox app. I'm one of those guys of the letterbox app. I'm going to add that to my list. Yeah. I do have one for you, though, since we're on this uh, this film thing. So it. it's on Netflix. It's called Roma. Have you seen it? I've seen it. Okay. Dang it. Dang it. Dude, side note from this, this interview, every frame of that movie mm -hmm. literally could be just a, a, it's a photograph. I loved it. It's black and white. I mean, you know me. <laughs> You know how I roll, Luke. I love black and whites. It blew me out of the water. Okay, of course you've seen it. Okay. <laughs> love that director, too. Yes. Alfonso Cuaron. Holy, and he's actually done some, like, really major stuff. Did he do one of Harry Potters? He yeah. did something. Yeah. It was Harry one of Potter. Harry Potters? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I do remember that. He did Children of Men, too. Oh, he okay. Thank you. Yes, that makes sense. Children of Men. Now, now, I, ha now I have to watch it. Hmm. Children of Men. Okay, yes. Oh my gosh, 2006. Yeah, this is gonna get watched. 4.2. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, people listening. I'm geeking out right now. <laughs> this director is actually really good. Alfonso Curon. Yes, absolutely. I'm gonna be add that to my list. I have a list. Uh, I have a uh, every week with my friends on uh, Discord watching a movie together, and we always cool. pick one. So, <laughs> but dude, look, this is insane. Do you ever say yourself like directing or anything like that one day? I wouldn't turn it down necessarily, but I don't really see myself as a director. Yeah, that's um, fair. It's not the position I want to be in necessarily. I really like things. I like capturing things that are happening. Yeah. Not necessarily influencing them. Yeah. So um, that a little bit of detachment, I think, helps me stay creative. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I think you mentioned that. That's kind of how I shoot. That's my favorite things to shoot, like behind the scenes and capturing things that are happening in the moment. Even when I kind of capture that with portraiture. So yeah. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. When I take pictures of people, if it does happen, usually I just try to set them up on some sort of path, some sort of movement, yeah. and I try to capture things along that path. 
That is the way to do it. It's going to be natural. Yeah. Luke, dude, this is insane. This is such a pleasure. <laughs> this is such an honor. Long time coming. Um, obviously, I can't ask you every single thing ever. And so people might have some questions about gear or whatever you use. And I'm going to link your page and link some of the videos uh, that you've shot. The We Carry Carry in China and stuff like that. So if people have questions, are you open to answering whatever? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So please hit Luke up. Um, he might take your photo if he asks. He might not. <laughs> You might shoot your video, music video. Actually, probably would shoot your music video um, if you want to do that. Um, go on tour. If you're going on tour, Luke might go with you. Let's do it. <laughs> um, but, yes, you please hit Luke up. Insane work. Um, I'll link his Instagram and everything. You'll see the palette I'm talking about. It's very calming and very soothing. Um, one of the hardest working people I know. <laughs> I want to say you and Paul. <laughs> Shout out to Andy, too, because I know he's up there with, uh, with all you guys, too. But, dude, this is a long time coming. I'm very happy you got this done. Um, but yeah, you got some cool things coming up in the future. We'll keep an eye out for that for sure. But until then, man, thank you. Thank you so much, man. This has been great. Absolutely. And, uh, please keep listening to the show and tell your friends so I can get more sponsors and feed myself and all that good stuff. (laughs) But for now, goodbye. The free pizza podcast. We are on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just go on the Google app store. Go on everywhere. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook. MySpace Live Journal, Twitter, we tweet, we'll do smoke sniggles, whatever y'all need. Thank y'all so much. Have a good night.